Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Victoria Benyon, and the founder of the Victoria Benyon Podcast Booking Agency. And you're listening to The Best Guest, the podcast for business owners, creatives, and entrepreneurs who want to harness the power of podcasts to grow their platforms and increase their visibility. We're here to support you on your journey, bringing you actionable tips with each episode. Now, let's begin. Hi, Travis. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you so much for making time for me. Can you talk a little bit about your story, who you are and what you do, please? Yeah, I am uh, what I would consider a serial entrepreneur, uh, somebody who explores lots of different things uh, business-wise. So I actually have a bunch of different income streams and I am on a mission to share everything that I know to help future entrepreneurs or coaches get more out of their time. So uh, I've gone viral on video and I'm sharing the method of how I've done that. I've created physical and digital products and I like to help people be able to do that and overcome the obstacles. So I consider myself sort of an unlocker. Mm -hmm. I don't really have a great like term for what I do. Maybe the ambassador of awesome, but my job is to help people see what's possible for themselves. And I do that through social media and I do that through coaching and I do that through my businesses. Uh, I'm not sure that's the best description of what I do, but um, that's my goal. I like that. Yes, I, uh, as I was saying before we press record, I actually came across you on Instagram first when you were talking about podcasting, but you do share so many great tips about making money and business that are really useful. And obviously everyone thinks they're useful because is it 102,000 followers you've now got on Instagram? 102,000 followers, yes. And I, I actually like to consider that like, people, you know, I hope that they're all like a person out there looking for their next thing. So I'm very honored to have that many people interested in what I do. And very, I consider myself very lucky to have a platform to be able to share not only my things, but people in my community, you know, people like yourself, I'm going to share this podcast out. And hopefully we can get some people that are interested in your style to start following your tribe, right? And that's kind of my goal is there's enough room for everybody. Let's just amplify really great stuff. Oh, that's brilliant. So one of the things that you do is a 10x video challenge, leveraging video for business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I used to, when Reels first came out on Instagram, I said, I'm never doing that. And, you know, I've, I've sort of learned that when I resist something, and this might be true to others, it's really my brain telling me it's something I really want to do. Okay. And so I dove in probably nine months ago into trying to learn video. Like I'm by trade, I'm an audio engineer, a podcaster, typically used to like hiding behind the scene. Yeah. So to put myself on camera, there were several obstacles for me to overcome. First of all, I think, you know, everyone's fear of getting on video is being judged, right? The way I look, the way I speak. And so I really pushed through a barrier personally by just putting myself out there. And it turns out that video, I think, is one of the most amazing skill sets that that flows over into the rest of your business. So what we do at the 10X Video Challenge is we've broken down uh, 10 steps that will help you make your best video ever. And the 10 steps are all things that we do, myself and my partner, Dan Thomas, do every single video. We do some research. We write a little script. We shoot the video in a specific way so we can make them faster. You know, there's a, there's a level of, you know, consistent messaging and some other bells and whistles you can add to your video. But what we're really teaching you 
is how to, as an expert, communicate something complicated in a concise way that not only educates people, but gets them excited about what they're doing. And so we're really excited to bring this to the table because I think there's a lot of video coaches that kind of hide away the actual real process of how to make a really good video. And we've basically made it completely free and we've put it out in a 10 step challenge so that each day that you can build up to your best video. And I'm just really excited about it because video is not the future. Videos, it's the present. And if you look at platforms like TikTok, it's all video, all short form video. Instagram has adopted short form video. YouTube now has YouTube shorts. And if I was a, a betting man, which I am, I would say it's the biggest opportunity for coaches and consultants and educators and per, you know personal brands is creating a relationship with your audience through those videos. But if you don't do it the right way, what you're going to end up doing is spending a lot of time on something you don't feel like you're getting something back from. And I think the reason we put together the challenge is we want to arm you with the right information so that the opportunity cost of spending time on camera actually brings you in some leads, yeah. brings you in you know, some conversations, some sales calls. And so it's a very exciting time because I think that everybody is has access to this. Right. You can also, you know, you can also reach a ton of people organically. So this mm -hmm. is like from an effort standpoint, by putting in a little effort, you're reducing your marketing budget. You're, you know, you don't have to buy as many ads. You might not have to do as much on other platforms. So I think it's a huge opportunity. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but coming from somebody who like literally resisted video to now, it's my favorite thing to do. Wow. I want to get people into my headspace where they're having fun and they're growing an audience and then they're also making money from it. Absolutely. If you wanted to get started with video, what kind of equipment do you need? Well, I would be willing to say that you don't need any equipment. You just, you have a phone, right? That phone has more computing power on it than the Apollo 13 space <laughs> mission. So I think putting gear in front of making is a great way to procrastinate. So it's like, when I get the new camera, I'll start making video. And so when it comes to making, I say the best thing that you can do is just use what you have. And we all pretty much have a phone. Yeah. So, you, so if that's all you have, use that. Now, if you do have a camera, use your camera. But in today's day and age, I don't think the production value of a video is equal to the value of the message in the video, right? Right. You know, I like to try to get people just started with the phone. But if you want to buy a camera, um, one that I do recommend is the Sony ZV-1. And it's just, it's like a, it's like a $700 camera that has a nice lens and you can, you can set it up to track your hands and do some stuff. So if you want that kind of depth of field look, that's a great place to start. But, you know, gear again is just, it's a, it's a procrastination method. You don't need to spend money. You just need to spend the time. Yeah. And that can be quite a hard barrier, I think, if you're nervous. What did you do to overcome it? Do you have any tips? Yeah, so I went into it with the thought process that I can't change my appearance, right? So I can't do anything about that. So instead of trying to change who I am, and I have kind of like a, a nasally annoying voice. and No, you, you know, don't. I'm, I'm sort of pale. No, I'm just, you know, I'm self-aware, right? And so... I think I could focus on that and have it keep me from doing anything. But what I did was I said, I'm just going to go be myself unapologetically. Okay. And when I say that, I mean, 
I'm not going to be rude, but I'm going to dress the way I normally dress. I'm going to speak the way I normally speak. I'm going to bring the energy that I normally bring to something. And I'm just going to do me. And when I kind of made that deal with myself, nothing else really mattered because if you do put yourself out there, there is a chance that you might hear some negative feedback, right? Yeah. The most common response on my videos is about my appearance. Now, you could take that and, and feel bad about it. But what I've learned is most people, well, first of all, nobody who's doing more than you will ever criticize you. So first of all, that person's probably jealous that you're doing something that they don't believe they can do. But when somebody criticizes you, they're typically casting a reflection of themselves upon you. So when people attack my appearance, I have an empathy muscle that says somebody's probably done that to them and they're trying to pass that on to me. They're trying to kind of get rid of their hurt on me. So I just said, I'm going to go in. I'm going to be unapologetically myself. I'm going to lean into my personality and I'm going to simply do this. I'm going to make a video and the next video, I'm going to try to make 1% better. Now, by making each video 1% better over time, I will compound that and I will get greatly better faster. Just like if you wanted to learn the piano, you would want to practice every day and you'd want to get a little bit better at that piece. I took that kind of mindset into it saying, what I'm going to make in the beginning is not probably going to be very good. But if I continually make them better, I will generally get to where I want to go. And mm -hmm. second, I am not going to compare myself to anybody else. Comparison is a great way to feel like you're behind, but unless you're comparing yourself to the exact moment that someone else is in, it's not a fair comparison. So if you compare yourself to your favorite creator today and you're at your beginning point, that's not a fair comparison. You'd need to go all the way back to the beginning of that creator's journey and look at their content and see if you could beat that. That's how you fairly compare yourself. So one thing that I really like to tell people is with video or with anything, you're usually doing video anyway. We're on a video right now. Right. That's true. You do Zoom calls all day long. You do FaceTimes all day long. All of that is video. But for some reason, when you're going to record it and put it on social media, you get all these blockers. So true. Right. So if you just think of it as another video that you're participating in, you kind of demystify everything around it. Okay. So you talked about scripting them first. Yeah. The first thing I do, the first thing I do, and this is what everyone should do before they make a video, I do a quick research. So I'll go to YouTube and I'll type in my keyword and I'll see what all the best videos are, what it says on the cover title, what it, what the title says. I'll go to TikTok. I'll type in my search term and filter it. And it just shows me all the most viral content. And so this is the, the lottery ticket method. So getting a million views is kind of like winning the lottery. There's like, yes, I won, <laughs> right? So if you're going to buy a ticket to the lottery and you're just going to put a video out, you're basically having to guess all seven numbers on the ticket to win. Okay. But if you do research and you see what's already working in your niche, the kind of phrases they're using for the hook or maybe the formats of the video... It's like buying a lottery ticket that has five of the seven numbers filled out and you only have to guess two to win. So just being aware of what's already working is the best place to start when it comes to make videos. And I'm not talking about 
I'm not talking about copying people. I'm talking about emulating topics that are already top of mind for other people. So that's the first step. I won't even make a video until I have the hook. And the hook is simply the first thing you see or you say in the video. And so if I can't capture your attention in the first three seconds, it doesn't matter what I say after that. Because if you didn't stop and look, then everything that I say after that is is just falling on deaf ears, for lack of a better word. That makes sense. You know, we want to make sure that our videos have a high probability of success. And the way to do that is to research. Now, secondarily, once I have that information, I am going to write out some bullets of what I want to say on the video. Have you ever seen a video where the person looks like they're actually angry? Yeah. Like they look like they're almost a little bit frustrated. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've seen that. That's because they were trying to be a one take wonder and they were trying to film everything in one shot. They didn't really have a specific idea of what they wanted to say. And they re-recorded and re-recorded and re-recorded. Well, by the time they got it down, they're so flustered that it actually shows through the camera and energy transfers through the camera. So in order for me, who, you know, I'm not a, a genius or I don't have any real degrees in anything, I am not good at memorizing scripts. So what I do is I just basically give myself a blueprint of what I want to say so that when I do sit in front of the camera, that I can do what's called shooting for the edit which means I'm going to film those lines individually. So each line gets its own energy. I know what I want to say. I might even film it three different times with three different inflections. So there's different options, which is the exact same thing they do on TV and film. The actor doesn't show up and shoot the whole movie in one take. They do lines, right? So, yeah. And this actually makes the creation process faster because by spending a little bit of time bulleting, that minimizes the time I'm spending recording and editing. So that means I can make content faster. If I had to memorize it and then shoot it all in one take, it would take forever. And of course, I'd look, I'd look frustrated at the end because it's like, <laughs> what are you expecting me to do? So I bullet things out. You can script if you want. I just think by having the plan of like, okay, I'm going to say this, then I'm going to say this, then I'm going to say this, then I'm going to say this, you get so much more efficient. And also, it helps you make your video more concise. So we we don't want to be rambling all over the place because then the person's yeah. watching is going to be like, what, is, what exactly is happening here? So it allows me to be concise and prepared and bring my full personality and energy to the camera. So that when you finally see that video, I look like a genius. I look like I'm just ripping things off left and right. Yeah. But I'm messing up all the time. You just don't see it because I'm clipping that out. Brilliant. So for anyone new to Reels, how long does that video need to be? So I think that the video, like what, what we've seen historically are, if you're doing something that isn't talking to the camera, and what I'm really, what I'm really expressing here today is more for educators, coaches, consultants. I don't really do any trends or any like other stuff. So when you're doing a trend, that video is typically shorter because it's just like a quick hit of information or talking to camera between 15 and 30 seconds seems to be the sweet spot. Okay. It seems to be something like I apparently, you know, with the new way we consume content, it's like flipping a TV station and you just kind of flip until you see something that interests you and then you stop. And then you just keep flipping. So 
what we need to do is find that happy medium of how do we get them to stop? How do we get them to watch most of our content before they flip away from us? That's our, that's our big opportunity with organic reach. What do you use to piece all your videos together? Do you have some editing software you recommend? Yes. So I do use what's called Final Cut Pro, which is a Mac application. Now, the only reason I use that is because I used to work at Apple and they gave me the software for free. Okay. That's a nice perk. Nice perk. Great. Very grateful. Um, But I only use it for the most basic things, which are clipping, like cutting a clip and basically sticking things together. I'm not really using it with for any big stuff. So if you're brand new and you don't want to buy any software, there's an app called CapCut, uh, C-A-P-C-U-T, and they have a desktop version of it where you can actually edit a video. And, uh, and when I say edit a video, I just mean simply looking through what you filmed, cutting the pieces out that you want and deleting everything else and sticking it all together. That's my editing process. Now, yes, uh, CapCut also will allow you to, to automatically generate captions. So if you've seen the little subtitles on video, Yes. This is important for a few reasons because studies have shown that people watch short form content with the sound off sometimes. Yeah, I know I do. Yeah. So if you're speaking to camera and you don't have any context on the screen, you're going to have less of a chance someone's going to follow along. But if you can keep the captions on the screen, they can actually get the message without hearing what you're saying. So that's something that I add into my videos just to try to help that. Not only that, but they're also is our accessibility implication. So somebody who's visually impaired might have an app that actually reads uh, read something. Oh, yes, of course. Or uh, hearing impaired. Maybe they have a tool that allows them to still engage with the content. So, you know, accessibility is important to me overall just for everybody and everything. So it's another way to increase the chances that everyone can get the message. Oh, that's good advice. And do you add a cover onto your video? So yes. So sometimes I do. (laughs) It depends on how much time I have. So a lot of times what I will do is I will simply take a screenshot of part of the video and then I'll go into Canva and I'll just add the text over with like a bubble behind it. And in that way, when you reach my account and if you do look at the feed, it does look somewhat organized and easy to go through. I like it. I like to think of my feed as sort of a library. Yeah. And then you can decide what topics you're interested in going further with. It's not necessary though. So you don't have to do that. It, you know, I think that there's a, this is a good time to bring this up. I think the reason that most people aren't able to consistently post on social media is because too many people have told them what they need to do. And Consistency for each individual is simply what you can keep up with. So for me, I can keep up with posting six days a week. Okay. If you ask me to do, you know, two posts a day, I could not keep up with that. I would burn out. Right. So if you're listening right now and you're like, I could probably do like three posts a week. Great. Then that's your consistency number. And if you can only do once a week, then that's your consistency number. But I think people get too sucked into all the things they quote have to do. Yeah. You don't have to do any of that. Don't let any gurus tell you that you have to post three times a day and you have to put a cover and you have to use trending audio. None of that is true. You have to show up with a good idea that you're talking about something people are interested in and deliver it in the best way possible. Everything else on that is if you have time for it. Yeah. And that's why people get so twisted up is because they listen to 
10 different coaches tell them 10 different things and then they're overwhelmed with what to do and they don't do anything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it can definitely be overwhelming. Do you film your videos like all on one day or do you do them on the six days? I do them on the six days because first of all, I want to be excited about what I'm talking about. Okay. And so each day I go to my idea orphanage, which is just a notion board that has my ideas. And sometimes in the background, I'll write out the bullets so I have things ready. Yeah. And I just look at it and I go, what am I most excited about talking about today? Because that's, I'm going to show up the best in that way. And I think of it just like every, you know, I'm a musician and I used to practice guitar every single day. Well, that's what made me a better guitar player. So if I only make content once in a while, as opposed to regularly, then I think I'll get better and faster by doing it regularly. And I'll be only making things I'm excited about. That puts me in a really good mental place. So I totally get batching content. Like if you can, if you need to batch content, there's nothing wrong with that. There, it's you have to make your own process because there is no onesie that fits every single person. You have a job, you have a life, you have a family, you have a business. Yes, if you need to batch content, you do. I am at the luxury of. I am self-employed, so I do make my own schedule. And creating is just a really fun, important outlet for me in my business. So I make time for it every day. How long does it take you to plan a video and shoot it and edit it and get it up there? That's a great question. About an hour. So I'm trying to distill. Now, my content is a little bit different because I'm trying to distill a 10-minute YouTube video into under 60 seconds on Instagram. So my videos are historically longer than most people's. And there's a little more storytelling than just kind of factual information. And that's just because that's the kind of content I want to consume. I think, you know, if you want to make music, you should make the music you want to listen to. And I think if you want to paint, you should paint the painting you want to hang on your wall. And I think the same thing applies to content. You should make the content that you either wish existed when you needed it or something that you'd enjoy watching. One of the most underrated qualities of short form video and content creation is legacy. I have uh, two small children and they know what I do and they, you know, they're somewhat interested in it, but Someday, I hope that they can go back and look and see all the things I talked about and see who I was as a person and see, you know, see what daddy did for work, you know? Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's actually more valuable than the views. And this whole journey is a journey about me learning about how to share things effectively. The views are a byproduct because yes, we can get the dopamine release of people loving us and all that stuff, but the numbers don't define the content. The numbers are just the result of posting it on a platform where people can see it. So I don't know how I got on this topic. I've kind of lost my thread here, but you know, I really wanna I really wanna encourage people to to at least try to make a video. Okay. You don't actually have to post it. Okay. That's a good idea. Right. You could just try it out. Like I do, I do this with people with pod. People tell me, Hey, I'm really thinking about starting a podcast, but I'm not sure if I want to do it. I tell them to do this. Go record your best story ever just on your phone and listen back to it. And if it gives you that like kind of goosebumps or maybe the butterflies in your stomach feeling, you know, that feeling, then you might be on the right path. And I think the same thing happens for video. Like go, go, go make a video and watch it and see if it lights you up in any way. 
it doesn't, you don't have to make a Steven Spielberg film, but it's just the act of seeing if it resonates with you internally. And maybe it would be something you enjoy doing. That's really good advice. So have you ever been surprised by the success of any of your videos? Yes, I've been studying and building a method. And even with that, we are all still at the mercy of a computer program called the algorithm. And that algorithm's job is to help us show our content to as many people as possible. So my first viral video, you know, I was averaging like 10 to 12,000 views a video. And my first viral video went to 2 million views. Whoa. Now, yeah, super exciting. <laughs> huge. Like, the notifications and the likes and the, I mean, my dopamine receptors are, were completely destroyed during this period. <laughs> but, you know, when I looked at that, I thought, okay, this is awesome but what do I do with it? Right. Right. Because you don't want to go viral and then, you know, not be able to harness that energy. So this is also very important for video creators. Once something works, you want to do it again. Okay. So my first viral video was a test format that I was doing that used the hook. Here's a business idea, do something with it. And I was testing that out because I have a lot of ideas that I can't implement because I'm my bandwidth is low. And so I said to myself, instead of having a whiteboard full of business ideas, what if I just gave them away to other people and maybe they could do it? Take that idea. So that's what I did. And with that hook, it was like, okay, he's going to tell me a business idea. And then I'm also sort of tongue in cheek challenging you to go do something with it, to get off your butt, you know? So once that video started to take off, I made more videos like that. And the result of that was more multi-million view videos. And I think the mistake that people make is that even if they get a small success and, and you know, just because a million views doesn't make me feel successful, anytime I see an uptick in a view of a video, I reflect on that video and I say, okay, how can I replicate this? Because Virality comes from predictability and not creativity. And as a creative person, this took me a long time to learn because I would wake up every day and go, okay, I'm going to make something completely different than yesterday. And what that did was it just confused everybody. But once something worked and the, and the people showed up and the people make it viral because people have to watch it. If they said, oh, I love this, right? I want these business ideas. Then I did it again. And then I did it again. And then I did it again. And that brought everything up. And so the last piece of being successful with videos is once something works, do it again. And in the big rebuttal I get from people is that, well, I feel like I'm repeating myself. And what you have to remember is not everybody saw your content. So you might get new followers that have no idea what, what you're about and you can give them that information. And if you think about all the greatest public speakers in the world, think about Tony Robbins, right? Like he's probably said the same thing for the last 40 years. Yeah, for sure. And yes, there are augmentations to that and different products and things, but for the most part, it's the same thing. And so if you want that mass appeal, you need to be able to be somewhat predictable so that when people show up, just like they do to a TV station, like if I went to the Discovery Channel, and I saw a football game on, my first reaction would be, I'm on the wrong channel. <laughs> yeah. My second reaction after confirming I was on the right channel would be, I would be upset because I expected Discovery Channel to give me 
you know, travel and history and all the things that I was looking for. And so the same thing applies to your social media accounts is we don't want to have confusion. We want people to know that when they show up, we're going to honor their time with whatever we promise to help them with. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. You're welcome. So if anyone is looking then to get started with video in the new year, are you, will you be running your video challenge? Absolutely. Yeah. You can go to 10xvideochallenge.com. It's completely free, 100% free. There's no gotchas. Um, and, and what you're going to do is you're actually going to see, you're going to get little tutorial videos on exactly what I described for you today, how to do research, how to write a script, how to shoot for the edit, how to add music or captions. We, we spell it all out for you. Okay. So everything in that $600 real course you're looking at right now is 100% free. And not only is it hundred percent free, it's actually really digestible. So you're not going to spend five hours a day trying to figure this out. We want to just like tell you exactly what to do today. And then by the 10th day, you're going to have made your best video ever. And hopefully that inspires you enough to keep going and using the principles that we use when we do coach creators to get them millions of views. And so absolutely, I welcome you all. We have a little Facebook community where we can cheer you on and ask questions. And then each day you're just going to get an email and there's a portal where you get a video and it's so much fun. Brilliant. Thank you. I'll put a note in the show notes so people know where to connect. Is there anywhere else they should connect with you? Instagram is my main platform. Yes. So at Travis Brown. And if I could ask your audience one favor, okay? Of course. If you've listen to this podcast and any episode, including this one that you've like really enjoyed, or you really got a big valuable nugget from it. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go after the show and leave a review, but not just a five-star swipe. I want you to actually write something in the box to let Victoria know the impact she's made on you because podcasting looks easy. But if you do an interview show, you have to find a guest, prepare, show up to the call, edit the pot. There's a lot of work that goes involved. So I think if you leave a review, it will make Victoria feel amazing. And she might keep making these episodes for us. So it's free to do. And I think it's the best thing you could do for any podcaster. So if you found any value in any episode of this show, make that your action item for after you press pause or stop or whatever you do at the end. Well, thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Victoria. I plan on getting over to the London area next year. So I'm going to let you know because my business partner, Dan, is out there and I've never been. So I'm going to be looking for some people to ask where to go. So I'll definitely be hitting you up on that. Oh, definitely do. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Thank you. Visit www.victoriabenyon.com to book a free podcast guesting strategy session with one of our team. Using the information you provide when you book, we'll get to know you and your business better so you get the most value from your strategy call. You will come away from this 30-minute session with huge value. We'll share our top tips for being a podcast guest and up to five suggestions of perfect fit podcasts you can approach. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Guest Podcast today. I'll talk to you again in the next episode.